T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right, good morning to you. Welcome back on a uh, Thursday, and uh, glad that you're with us. We are back live on uh, the Book of Faces this morning because uh, we got kicked off earlier. Carl played a little music too long, so I apologize to all of you who were on there. Uh, that was not not my fault because I wasn't in the studio yet. It was Carl's fault. It was my fault. Mark wasn't in the studio. <laughs> now, yet. Carl, earlier you blamed me for that, right? No, he blamed you for that. He said, why, why, this is two minutes <laughs> earlier. And I said, well, nothing changed All unless right. the news was shorter. So just so you know, uh, so d- d- they don't like it when we play music on the Facebook feed. They somehow think we're violating uh, some uh, ASCAP rights or something, which which is nonsense because as a radio station, we pay all that, all those fees. So it, 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 but you can't ever speak to anybody at Facebook to explain that to the idiots. So occasionally we get bumped off there. We apologize for that. But we're back up this morning. Uh, they're on uh, on X as well, and you can watch and listen on the Odyssey app. However you uh, however you get here, we we do appreciate that. Coming up, very excited this morning. Michael Chandler is going to join us in studio in the next hour. UFC fighter taking on uh, uh, got a really big fight with Conor McGregor coming up in June. He's from St. Louis. Uh, he doesn't live here currently, but he's back in town promoting a, a, a tequila brand that he's uh, got some ownership in. And we saw the opportunity to get him in studio and talk a little bit about um, the fight and, uh, the, you know, growing up in St. Louis, obviously, which he did. And the fact that the last time I saw him, he was at one of these UFC events uh, talking to Donald Trump. So I'm anxious to get his take on that as well. So we'll we'll uh, get to him at about 845 this morning. Be sure and uh, stay tuned for that, please. We, we will get to that. Coming up, though, we want to get to the short list. The Mark Knox Shortlist. Can I ask, like, can the ambulance not show up with lights and sirens? Um, we're trying to mm-hmm. remain a, a little subtle. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the uh, PR person for the Secretary of Defense. When he had to be taken to the hospital, they wanted the, the ambulance to come in with no lights and sirens so nobody would know about it. I actually feel very confident that we're going to have the registration process working the way it should. Pritzker expects the legislation to make it to his uh, to desk Mayor sometime this session. Yeah, uh, that uh, Governor uh, Pritzker there is pretty happy, pretty pleased with himself on his gun ban in the state of Illinois, which the Supreme Court has taken its sweet time overturning. In the last decade of local control, I've seen a once proud police department crumble under city politics and political agendas. 
Manpower morale is at an all-time low. Uh, yeah, that's the chief, Chief Tracy down in the city, talking about the fact that he really doesn't want the state to come back in and dabble with the St. Louis Police Department. There were there were conflicting thoughts uh, on that uh, yesterday, as you heard in that hearing down in uh, Jefferson City, for sure. Meanwhile, students, though, will be walking out this morning to, quote, protest our school board's ongoing pattern of racism. Both Francis Howell Central and Francis Howell North will be participating in that walkout just before noon today. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, Channel 4 reporting this morning on the controversy at the racist Francis Howell School District. What, what just what complete garbage. And the media just, they don't even try to cover this story fairly, uh, ever, in my opinion. I watched that entire story. And they talked about a, a change in the curriculum, but they didn't talk about what it was about. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Now, I know that all that was was a live report from the reporter on the scene out there. She was probably given 60 seconds to give that report and then toss back to the anchors. But it, it, it didn't it didn't uh, even begin to address the content of what was in the curriculum. All all she did was parrot the complaints by these liars, these progressive liars who want to who want to tell you they want the public to believe. And it's reports like this that lead them to believe that what the Francis Howe district's doing is just racist. Mm-hmm. They're just racist because they don't want to have a black history course. And if somebody told you that, you might say, well, why in the world wouldn't they want to have a black history course, Martha? Like if you're sitting at home with your smoking your pipe and having your cocktail after As, as after many work. people do these yeah, days. You, why, why do you think that school district is so racist, Martha? Uh, well, wait a minute. If you happen to know that in these elective courses, they had intertwined the 1619 theory uh, about the fact that America was only created for slavery. It's a lie. It's not historically accurate. This is the garbage that's been weaved into this curriculum through CRT. Uh, and you finally got members of the school board to sit up and said, we're not doing this. This is not this is not what the education system is about. Allowing outside forces to come in here and alter our curriculum to fit their agenda is <clears throat> not going to happen. So we're going to first they said we'll do away with the course. Then they said, OK, wait a minute. We'll let you have the course, but we're going to rewrite the curriculum to where it reflects accurate history about black history in this country. And then you go ahead and teach it all you want. So today there's going to be a review in the Francis Howe District regarding that curriculum and and maybe what those changes are going to be. And, of course, what happens? The media participates in the effort by the people that are that are opposed to this, that are seeing their hopes and dreams slip away of having this snuck into the curriculum to ramp up public emotion by having the kids walk out of school today at 1130 at two schools. And anybody who doesn't will be labeled a bigot and a racist. I I mean, here's the thing. They were saying the the students were were crying, uh, you know, systemic racism, I feel like, in the district, even before this whole controversy with these two particular particular elective courses came about. I'm sure there are some people who have said very racist things. As a, sadly, I'm sure it happens at, at, at every school. If you're, but, but that doesn't mean systemic racism. No. I'm glad you pointed that out. If if your child goes to the Francis Howe district and and you've been and you've explained to them why they did what they did, 
And Kim is exactly right. If your child opts not to take part in the walkout today, I'll guarantee you there'll be kids there that accuse them of being racist. I wonder what the absent uh, numbers, absentee numbers are going to be today. Because if I were a parent, I just wouldn't send them. I wouldn't send them because I don't want them again to be labeled in that way. That's just simply not true. But these crazies who are going to see them sitting in the classroom and not partaking are going to, they're not going to, you're not going to change their mind on that. You're absolutely right. My child's sick. They can't make it today. And that's sad. Same thing happened during the BLM walkouts. Yeah. Uh, The kids felt that same pressure if they didn't walk out or or during the debate over, you know, uh, uh, transgender bathrooms. Yep. They had walkouts in schools and the kids that didn't go, well, you must be against transgenders if you didn't walk out with the rest of us. Uh, The schools ought to put a stop to that nonsense and say, if you leave school Don't come back, and you're going to be marked absent for the day. A lot of kids, and I've interviewed them when I worked at Channel 4, they are, maybe this sounds intense, they they are desperate to become activists. They they want to be passionate about something, and when I would interview them and ask them about, well, why do you care about this topic? Some of them had really good answers, like at least they were educated, but some of them clearly had really no clue why they were out there marching. They just wanted to be a part of something, and I think that's what you're seeing a lot of. Yeah. People don't want to go against the crowd. That's what happened with all these mask mandates, right? People didn't want to be the person walking into the grocery store not wearing a mask and challenging challenging these ridiculous mandates. So peer, they just complied. The peer pressure. You're absolutely. Absolutely. absolutely right. All right. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk to uh, Jim Talent, uh, former U.S. senator, and uh, find out what he thinks about this uh, budget mess in uh, D.C. right now because they're still squaring off Mike Johnson and the administration over budget fixes and the southern border and all of it we'll get to jim when we come back call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game you have 47 new voicemails Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, Laura, no one is strong-arming me. I told the president, I looked right across the table from him in the cabinet uh, official's room, and I said, Mr. President, you have the authority right now to end this catastrophe. It's your actions that created it. In fact, Mr. President, I told him in the meeting today, we've documented 64 instances of you taking executive actions in your agencies that created this catastrophe. Mr. President, it's on you to unwind it. We don't need new laws. You could do it right now. I've cited him, read him the legal authority on the phone on Thursday of last week that he Jim 
Talent on the phone with us now. And uh, Jim, good morning to you. How are you? I'm fine, Mark. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> doing well. That was Mike Johnson, the speaker. They're asking him yesterday about his negotiations with uh, President Biden over fixing the border. I, I'm not quite sure what the debate is here. It's clear that the administrative actions of this administration is what's caused the problem. He could fix them today. Oh, yeah. And we know that because when he took over, the border was under control. Yeah. And, and they hadn't passed any legislation. In fact, there's um, there's a good long article on this. Maybe I'll send it to you offline about how the Trump people did it within the existing authorities that they had under the statute. Okay. Now, I think it would be very good to build a wall. I wouldn't agree to any deal that doesn't include a wall. I wouldn't agree to a deal. But, I mean, they can do it with the authorities they have now. And they're not doing it. And, you know, the huge question is why. We can all speculate as to that. Uh, incompetence, is there some deep plan? Uh, watching the administration, I'm inclined, I'm always inclined to think they just don't know what they're doing. But um, anyway, yeah, the answer is they could do it. Wow. Uh, you know, I, Jim, and it was done. I yeah. mean, again, we know they could do it because it was done. You know, we're watching this this situation unfold in the Middle East with uh, the the Houthis, right? Uh, that that apparently are back on the terrorist list now. For some reason, for some odd reason, I mean, the Trump administration had them on the terrorist list, and the Biden people overturned that. What What do you yeah. think could possibly have been the rationale for ever removing them from that list? Well, I mean, here, if I had to guess, um, I think they got themselves into such a bubble where anything Donald Trump did, they thought was wrong. And so they came in and undid everything Donald Trump did without thinking, well, maybe this was a good thing that Donald Trump did. And by the way, there wasn't a lot of, I mean, argument in the foreign policy community then or now. The Houthis are proxies of Iran. Right. They're, they're terrorists. Okay, so no, you should not have taken them off the terrorist list, although that's less important than the fact that they have not struck back over the years as American forces have been attacked. And this is the reason why. What do we warn them? I said it on the show, and this it doesn't take any genius to understand if you don't strike back and impose costs on aggressors that are disproportionate to what they gain by attacking you, they're going to keep attacking you. Yeah, I and, and this, this stuff is, again, it does not take a genius, you know, to, to understand basically what you ought to do. I, I wanted to get your opinion on the New Hampshire primary, because I think we're about five days away. And what statistic, Mark, did we just see this morning about what was it, 45 uh, percent of the of the voters will be non-Republicans in the GOP primary in New Hampshire? Now, to me, Jim, that tells me that the results don't really matter because you got people who will be intentionally voting for Nikki Haley who would not be voting yeah. in the general election anyway. Well, in a different context, I, it would matter a lot, okay? And it did, because I, I remember, for example, in 2008, I'll try and tell the story quickly, but if you think back to then, and Mark, you and I are old enough to remember it, uh, the uh, going into New Hampshire, it looked very much like Romney was going to win on the Republican side and Obama was going to win on the Democratic side. And what happened was the independent voters the weekend before who were for McCain on the Republican side and uh, and Obama decided, well, Obama doesn't need our votes, so we're going to switch and vote for McCain. And it ended up 
uh, McCain won narrowly and Hillary won narrowly. And I was in New Hampshire that night and Hillary was the most surprised person on the face of planet Earth. She thought this was just a, a, a literally a divine miracle. She must have thought that she won when she was behind by double digits. OK, yeah. so but in this context, it doesn't matter because it will simply it'll prolong things a little bit. But I think I mean, you look at what's going on. You have to believe that Donald Trump's going to wrap this up early. Well, he's got a 15 point lead in New Hampshire, even knowing that a bunch of these independents are going to switch. He'll over probably and, and win vote. New Hampshire. Yeah, but you're right. There's a greater uncertainty in New Hampshire. And and it's because these two early states, the the primary caucus goers and primary voters in Iowa and New Hampshire, they're very they're tactically very sophisticated because they've been doing this for so long. Okay, and so they can change pretty quickly. It's called voting tactically. Parliamentary systems are more used to it than we are because they have a number of parties that run. But these people are really sophisticated in that. I admire them. I mean, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's possible, but I think Trump wins anyway. But I don't see when they go south to Super Tuesday, Trump's going to win. So big time. I would agree with that. Uh, Jim Talent, thank you as always, my friend. Okay, thank you. We'll talk again soon. Appreciate that. Good getting him on here. Yeah, that I, that's shocking to me that 45 or 46% of the vote up there will be from non-Republicans in New Hampshire. That tells you a lot uh, if they're all voting for Nikki Haley, doesn't it? Hmm. Hey, coming up, we'll talk to uh, Senator Bill Eigel about uh, getting rid of the property tax. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back. Well, you you probably hear me play this uh, often enough that you know it by memory now. Say it along with me. It's never too early to learn that the government is a greedy piglet that suckles on a taxpayer's teat until they have sore, chapped nipples. Yes, indeed, Ron Swanson. And uh, once government has latched on to a funding source, getting them to give it up is, is not easy uh, at all. In fact, it leads to... Headlines like uh, like this one. St. Charles County lawmaker again pushes the legislature to cut personal property taxes. Well, we happen to have uh, Senator Bill Eigel on the phone with us this morning. Senator, you just love getting in the Post-Dispatch, don't you? I, well, you know, I don't think the people over at the Post-Dispatch like me very much uh, <laughs> because I've always tried to do these awful things like cut personal property taxes and, you know, bring a little bit more liberty and freedom to our state. I don't know if they agree with that very much, but we're going to keep going. Yeah, you know, I was reading this article, though, with some interest yesterday because, of course, you got people from the ambulance district out in St. Charles County, the O'Fallon Fire Protection District. I mean, I hear this from a lot of first responder organizations like that. What what are we going to do if we're not collecting a personal property tax to fund our needs? What What is your answer to yeah. that? Well, uh, you know, I asked them when they showed up at the committee hearing on this bill yesterday or a couple days ago now, if they had ever had more money than they ha- actually have right now, adjusted for inflation, if they've ever had as many taxpayer dollars to make it work as they have right now. And they all admit that they've they have record amounts of money. They've never had more money. And yet 
when it comes to working with our communities to try to lighten that tax burden, they're not on board. They're not willing to give up a single dollar. So, and this is this is common, Mark. I mean, whenever we talk about cutting the tax burden, the people opposed to that are going to be every government institution that's currently getting even one dollar from that tax source. So that's common. I'm used to that. Uh, I think that the people of Missouri understand that it's this is not about whether or not we should uh, and can support institutions like our fire departments and our schools, and we should fund them. It is a conversation about whether or not charging people rent on their car every December 1st uh, for the crime of owning a car, which hammers our working and middle-income class households in the form of a personal property tax, is the right way to do it. Yeah, amen to that. So do I understand this correctly, though, that this new version of the bill would allow some of these local governments who are freaking out about lost revenue that they could be reimbursed by the state? Yes, absolutely. That was a change that we added. I mean, everybody's aware that we have multi-billion dollar surpluses down in Jefferson City right now. And for the past couple of years, unfortunately, instead of using those surpluses to enact broad, uh, uh, huge tax cuts, we've been just wasting the money on a bunch of boondoggle projects all over this state. We had more than $10 billion in new decision items and boondoggle projects uh, in the state last year. To put that in perspective, the value of every single personal property tax bill for every citizen in Missouri is about $1.7 billion. So we've got plenty of money. My plan basically says we're going to get rid of personal property tax and we're going to use the surpluses down in Jefferson City to reimburse the local area so they're not going to be out any money. I guess those the the O'Fallon and the Cottleville Fire Fire Protection District they didn't read the bill before they stuck, before they showed up to be against it. <laughs> so Senator Bill Eigel, our guest, of course, he's also running for governor right now, and something tells me that as governor, you might be taking uh, that flamethrower with you to Jeff City. <laughs> No, it's where the, Jefferson City needs a reckoning. They need a reckoning, and we're going to kick over a lot of apple cards. And, you know, I have been saying, I've been very clear, if we don't get personal property tax cuts done uh, this year and my final year in the Senate, when I become the governor of this state, my commitment to the people of Missouri is that they will have paid their last personal property tax bill. We, I am, My intention, my number one intention is to lead the legislature and get rid of this terrible tax. We're going to join 29 other states that have already gotten rid of personal property tax on, on vehicles. We're going to be a leader in this country. You, you know, uh, Bill, I was, I was looking at the fundraising totals for the last quarter, and uh, pe- people have, have dismissed you as a long shot. But you brought in more money than either of the other two candidates in this gubernatorial race so far. Yeah, we just continue to outperform and take Jefferson City by surprise. You know, people keep talking about people keep talking about us being uh, the ones that that aren't going to be able to raise the money, that aren't going to be able to get our message out. And this quarter for the first quarter, this is the first time this has happened in this race. We outraised both of our opponents getting money into our candidate committee. And that's really a reflection that my message is resonating. People believe in my message. People are saying, wait a minute, this guy is going to lead us not just on uh, campaign promises, but he's got a message that he's actually been trying to fight for as a state senator. And they're putting their time, treasure, and energy into supporting our campaign. And still, even with this, Jefferson City can't can't see it coming. So we're going to take everybody by surprise down there in Jefferson City. This is just another step in the process. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know it's it's there's still a while to go now, but you how many miles you put on your truck now? Well, I I'm actually sitting in my truck right now. 
uh, and I'm looking at the odometer that says 51,081 miles in the past year. <laughs> wow. I yeah. feel like most times we talk to him, you're in your truck. So that just tells you you are constantly on the road. Yes. Well, it, you know, I have I have had – it has been great to go all over this. And by the way, you don't realize how big a state it actually is until you're driving it almost every single day. I bet. But I have been uh, – I have met people I've never had the opportunity to meet before. We have gone to places that, quite frankly, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to visit before. And this is – uh, it has been a great experience. There, uh, my message to people out there that are frustrated with these super majorities of Republicans down in Jefferson City uh, for not doing all the big red Republican things, my message to them, you're not alone. There, there are millions of people just like you all the, over this state that have higher expectations of these Republicans. And in 2024, we're going to kick over all the apple carts of the powerful in Jefferson City that are benefiting from the grift of this record-setting tax burden that we're paying right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think I think it's about time. You know, I had Adam Schnelting on uh, earlier this week. We were talking about one of his bills on the the transgender issue, basically to make sure that you know you got b- bathrooms and kids have to go by the gender that's on their birth certificate and all that stuff. And yet, right. leadership down there in in Jeff City, their their response to the post was, "Well, that's not a priority for us this year." H- how's that possible? Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's. I hate to say this, Mark, but this is just a repetition of what we heard from Senate and House leadership for every year I've been down there for the past seven years. Uh, You know, another big priority uh, of the Republican caucus is to reform our initiative petition process. And here we are in the third week of session. We're in the third week of session already, and neither the Senate or House leadership have even referred a single initiative petition reform bill to committee, and we're in the third week. We haven't even started the process. And this is this is why initiative petition reform didn't get done last year. This is why big red ideas never get done in Jefferson City is because our leadership team, they're working for the Democrats more than they're working for the Republicans in this state. So we've got we've got forces. You know, Adam is is one of the new members of the Freedom Caucus. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised with some of the action that we've been taking on the floor this week, trying to force uh, these bills through the system. And we're having to overcome our own leadership team to do the things that the leadership team actually tried to say a few months ago were our top priorities. So uh, this is this is why people are angry. This is why 2024 is going to be a reckoning. Yep. Bill, what's the website? BillIgle.com. Go to check out my website, BillIgle.com. We've had on we're going on 40,000 people have signed up uh, on the website. You can check out my platform, learn about how I'm going to cut personal property tax, how I'm going to protect uh, our farmland from being p- purchased by foreign entities in this state. Uh, BillIgle.com. Check it out. Senator Igel, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have right. a great morning. Yeah, you too. Drive safe out there. We Since he's already sitting in his truck, uh, clearly heading off to another county. So I envision if Bill Igel <laughs> were elected governor, I see him running the state of Missouri kind of like Ron DeSantis runs Florida. He said that before. Oh, really? He, that's, that's totally the comparison that I see. He's made that that uh, that comparison before that, that Missouri needs a governor more like a, a Ron DeSantis mm-hmm. has done in Florida. You might not like Ron DeSantis's uh, presidential nominee or candidate, but man, he is a fantastic governor. Yep, I would uh, would agree with that uh, completely. Coming up uh, next hour, we got to Shannon Bream f- from uh, Fox News. We're going to talk to her about some of these polls that are coming out of uh, New Hampshire that now show President Trump with like a 15-point lead, uh, yet the media still wants you to think Nikki Haley is surging up there. I don't know. We'll get Shannon's take on it. Griff Jenkins is going to join us. And then Michael Chandler. 
a UFC star, St. Louisan, is in town. He's going to join us in studio just about one hour from now. Stay tuned. Good morning. This is President Donald Trump. I just want to say all this winning is getting a little tiring, but I never miss the Mark Cox Morning Show. All right, Mr. President, thank you for that. I appreciate that. It's going to be huge. So the World Economic Forum is going on over in Davos. Remember that soundbite I played earlier this week with uh, John F. Kerry being harassed by a reporter who wanted to know why the hell it's okay for him to fly a private jet around the world and then gripe to the rest of us about our carbon footprint. Well, that's the World Economic Forum is why he's there. It's not just about climate change. It's about everything. And you know what else it's about? It's about cracking down on misinformation. The vice president of the European Union was speaking yesterday. Her name is Vera Jarova. And uh, she's talking about what they're going to do in the European Union to crack down on on things they don't like. Disinformation is a security threat. And uh, maybe not many noticed, but it was part of the Russian military doctrine that they will start information war. And we are in it now. And disinformation is a very powerful tool. So how we think about it in the EU, we are focusing on uh, uh, improving of the system where the people will get the facts right. We don't- you will get the facts right. The beatings will continue until morale improves. Don't speak yeah. about opinions. We are not correcting anyone's opinions or language. Yeah, this is about the facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like MSNBC deciding to not air Trump's victory speech in Iowa. I know. But they it, protecting it, the Fox, not trying to change opinions. <laughs> you can have your opinions, but we will get the facts right. <laughs> we uh, decide what is right and I'm wrong. Sorry, I mean, you have honestly, no say. Honestly, she, she's also joking about... The, I think she was joking about Donald Trump here. Listen to this comment she Because made. what qualifies as hate, hate speech, as illegal hate speech, which you will have soon also in the U.S., I think that um, we, we have a strong reason why we have this uh, in the criminal law. Uh, we, uh, we need the platforms uh, to simply work with, with the language and to identify such cases. We need the platforms to work with us. <laughs> To identify these cases. Hey, the Biden administration's already got that figured out. I don't know where you've been in the European Union. That's why we had to sue them over it. Hey, coming up, we'll get to Shannon Bream on the New Hampshire primary. Stay tuned. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.